This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. So I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better. And I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. Say it out loud. 2023 is a year of miracles at Faith Christian Center. Say it out loud. I believe that if we'll take action and enter into worship with all of our might, with all of our strength, and believe God's Word, and confess God's Word, we'll, we will see God move in a mighty way among us. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. Because even studying this miracle this week over and over and over and over and over and over and over, these miracles are preceded by some human action. And I want to remind you that Sue and I pastor a blessed congregation, and this is how we're praying for you. The devourers rebuked, the windows of heaven are open, and the Lord our God is pouring out more upon you than you're even able to contain. Can I get an amen? amen? Now, the message today is Jesus cleanses 10 lepers on the way to Jerusalem. And this is New Testament Miracle 32 by our reckoning, and it's one of my favorites. And in this series, Miracles of the New Testament, we've seen Jesus heal in a variety of ways. But one recurring theme is what we talked about back in 2019. And that is we see four steps to write a ticket of victory in a lot of these miracles. Say it, do it, receive it, and tell it. And back in 2019, we said that if anybody, anytime, will take these four steps or put these four principles into operation, they will always receive whatever they want from the Lord Jesus Christ or from Father God. Now, step number one is say it. And sometimes the person needing the miracle says something. Other times, it isn't the person who needs a miracle who says something. Sometimes it's a man of God who says something, or it's God himself who says something. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because if I follow the Holy Spirit of God, you know, there's, I, there's no telling how long this message will take. But we won't go over time, but we may have to go into next week. I'm standing out here a few years back and it surprised me because normally I don't get this from members who have been here a, a while. It surprised me. But a man who's been here for quite a while came up and told me what had been said about a grandchild that was not developing at the normal rate. And this man said to me, just say the word, man of God. Just say the word, and she'll be healed. It surprised me, because generally people that have been here a while kind of take me for granted. But apparently, he'd been reading the Bible or doing the annual Bible reading. I don't know how he came to this. He said, just say the, just say the word, man of God. Just say the word. Yeah. And so I, I said the word. 
She's healed in Jesus' name from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Well, she's here this morning running around, I'm sure. You know, she's completely, absolutely, totally normal. Then three weeks ago, I'm here, and I spoke to this gal, and I spoke to another gal. But see, I can, I, can, I can follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I can say some things by the Spirit, but then you got to do your part. Can you see that? And, and just because I do my part, and just because you do your part, doesn't mean the devil's not going to come along and try and give you grief. He will. That's why you got to resist him. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Actually, in the Greek, it reads, he will flee from you as if in terror. Well, he's not afraid of us, but he's afraid of that name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. So sometimes it's the person who needs the miracle who says something, or sometimes it's a man of God who says something, or sometimes God himself says something. So we're still talking about saying, doing, receiving, and telling. All over the Bible, you see these four steps employed, or two or three of these steps employed before miracles happen. Now, positive or negative, it's up to you or up to the individual according to what the individual says and does that he or she receives. So when this word comes, we're going to see it in the miracle this morning. When this word comes, faith takes action. Faith takes action. She took the brace off. I'm not telling, you've never in, in 39 years heard me tell anybody to stop taking medicine or take a brace off or do any of that. My thinking is if the Lord wants them to do something, the Lord will tell them. And I sure don't want to get my mind involved because you know what I can do with my mind? Nothing. So the whole thing is to follow the, the written word of God first, then follow the leading of the Holy Spirit of God above and beyond the written word of God. But that's what the Lord told her to do, so she did it. And then the devil comes along and tries to arrest her. Well, she ran him off. And now she has the evidence. Can you see that? So same thing with you. Today we prayed over knees and hips. So tomorrow, if you feel some kind of issue in a knee or a hip, you just slap it. You say, my, my knees are healed. Jesus did that. My hips healed. Jesus did that. Satan, you have no right, no place, no authority. And rehearse the word to him. And he'll be gone. He'll be gone. Amen. He'll be gone. Now, I don't know why people have trouble with this. If you went to the doctor and the doctor said, you need to go to therapy, or the doctor said, here, you need to go get this prescription filled and you need to take this pill four times a day, you would follow instructions to the letter. But somehow when it comes to the things of God, people have trouble following instructions. And the key to faith, <laughs> I'm beating around the bush because I, I wanted to say it just the way he wants me to say it, but the key to faith is to, to go and do. The key to faith is what these 10 lepers did, and that is to go and do. So when you receive a word from the Lord, the way to release your faith is to act like it's done. Amen. To act like it's done. And to go and do what you would do if you knew that it was done because it is done. 
Can you see that? Don't hedge your bets. Act like it's so. Now remember Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We dealt with that in the, before we did, got into the message. You see, people think, well, I heard that. Well, that's not going to get it. You know, here in Texas, we need rain, and we don't need rain like one night, a big thunderstorm. We need like 10 solid days of duck weather. You know, slow rain every day, and that will turn it, right? Faith doesn't come by having heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing, because every time we hear the word of God, it's a watering. In the Greek, it reads, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the rhema Christos, or by the anointed, spoken word of God. People are under the mistaken notion that they can attend a faith church like this, make a few positive confessions, and then automatically walk in the miraculous. Well, it just isn't so. In order to walk in the miraculous, you actually have to be a doer of the word of God. What I'm saying is answered prayer, healing, and miracles are available, but you have to take action to make those blessings yours. One night during the 2019 Holy Week Revival, the Lord said to me, they want to see miracles, but they don't want to hear about what they have to do to receive miracles. Don't be like that. They want to see miracles, but they don't want to hear about what they have to do to receive miracles. So don't, don't have that mentality. It's the difference between giving you a fish versus teaching you to fish. Here at Faith Christian Center, we're teaching you how you can walk in the authority of the name of Jesus and how you can walk in the covenant of the New Testament. In this series, we're teaching you what you must do to receive miracles. You know, yesterday I heard some wonderful giving stories. A man here this morning was telling me the story that when he first came to this church, he was underwater. He had a negative net worth. And by and by, I talked him into tithing. And so he was tithing. But uh, he wasn't sure about those gifts above and beyond the tithe. And it was Easter of, two th Easter of 1997. We were receiving a, a big special offering to help Bud Sickler, missionary Bud Sickler, put the roof on the church in Mombasa. And he owed $130,000 on his house. <laughs> Those days are gone forever. I think a lot of us would love to owe only $130,000 on a house. But anyway, he owed $130,000 on the house, and the Lord challenged him, said, give $1,300, and I'll give you a hundredfold return. And so he gave the $1,300, and he just went to confessing that his house would be paid off by the end of the year. And he told me yesterday, he said, Pastor, he said, my house was not paid off in December. He said it was paid off in January. But he told me, he said, that was it. He said, I was sold. Amen. See, if you never take action on any word you hear, how is, it, how is God ever going to give you a miracle so you'll be sold? Amen. Can you see that? See, you have to give God an opportunity to work. I said, you have to give God an opportunity to work. <laughs> but once you experience it, you're gone. Once you experience it, like Fred Price, my daddy in the faith taught me that, that we need to go to the Word of God and we need to look to the Word of God for patterns and principles because once you discover a pattern or a principle from the Word of God and make it work for you, you can make it work over and over and over and over again. 
The same man said that he was excited about phase two because he said, there's no telling how much money God's got to run through this congregation to get that built. Amen. 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 Can you see that? The world's not going to give us the money, so God's got to run the money through our hands. But if you want a miracle, well, you've got to take action on the Word of God. God's saying some things. While I'm talking, God's talking to you. The Holy Spirit's talking to you. The Holy Spirit may talk to you tomorrow. The Holy Spirit may have spoken to you yesterday. Are we taking action on what the Holy Spirit has been telling us to do? I love it. He, he never did this until about a decade ago. But while I'm talking to you, he's talking to me. One morning this week, I'm out there and I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for the wisdom of God because I've come to see I don't need money, I need wisdom. If, if I have wisdom, the money will just come. And so I'm out there and I'm believing God for the wisdom of God. And he reminded me about two situations he had spoken to me about while I was out of town on giving. And so I said, okay, sir, I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to stop praying. I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to write those letters. I'm going to take action. And I'm going I'm to give that money right now. See, that's, that's how you get miracles. Not thinking about it, dreaming about it, hoping and all of that. You've, you get miracles by hearing that word and then by taking action on that word. Amen? Amen. By taking action on what God has said to do. So we're teaching you what you must do to receive miracles. Many people run around looking for more faith or signs or wonders but they never receive in their lives and circumstances never change. Don't be like that. Instead, you can take action and you can walk in the miraculous every day of your life. So have eyes to see, have ears to hear, and take action on the Word of God. Say it out loud. God will do in my life whatever I believe He will do. And God will do in my life whatever I say He will do. I'll never be broke another day in my life. I'll never be sick another day in my life. I'll never be defeated another day in my life. I'll never be in bondage another day of my life. My broke days are over in every area of life. 2023 will be for me and my family and this church a year of miracles. Every dream, every vision is coming to pass in my life. Can I get a shout of victory this morning? Amen. Amen. So we're saying your miracle will not just come on you without some effort, some initiative, or some action on your part. Now, if you want something from God, even something he's promised in his word, well, you have to do something to get it. So let's go to Luke 17 and get into it, and I'm sure I'll get partway through this this morning. Step number one, say it. Pastor, I've heard this before. Well, that's because it's a pattern. If it's a pattern, we're going to see it in several places in the Word of God. Step number one is say it. Luke 17, 11, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. Now, our generation doesn't know what leprosy is. It's a hideous disease. There was a leper used to beg at the post office in Nairobi. It's actually a virus. And it eats away at the extremities of the body. It eats away the fingers. It eats away the ears. It eats away the nose. It eats away the toes. And it is contagious. Now, leprosy, the re pastor, how come we don't see leprosy anymore? Well, because 
simple antibiotics work against leprosy. But leprosy cannot be reversed. And that's why we had a leper colony in Hawaii. We had a leper colony in Louisiana. But as the years went by and those folks died off, then there was no need for those leper colonies. But the point is that even though the leprosy could be arrested, it could not be, it could not be reversed. It's a horrible disease. And thank God for, you know, the modern medicine, actually the, the medicine that's actually tested, amen. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him, 10 men. And why were there 10 men? Because they were required by the law of Moses to stay segregated from the people because it was a communicable disease. 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, now there were times Jesus touched lepers. He wasn't afraid of them, but he didn't do that here. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, don't be the kind of person who gets in your head that it has to happen a certain way. We saw this with the healing of Naaman the leper that he got offended at the man of God because the man of God didn't even come out and talk to him. So, so don't be the kind of person that says, well, I see that he's going to anoint me with oil or I see that he's going to give me a prayer cloth or I see that, no, don't be like that. Be willing to roll with whatever happens. It doesn't, I don't know about you, it doesn't matter to me how I get healed so long as I get healed. Say it out loud, it doesn't matter to me how I get healed so long as I get healed. So Jesus did not pray for them. Jesus did not lay hands on them. Jesus did not anoint them with oil. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now, as we've seen over and over and over, Jesus often tells the person or person seeking a miracle to do something. And this, I know this is completely countercultural because in 2023, <clears throat> nobody wants to do anything. You know why the whole Metroplex is not here this morning? Because I teach the key that Sam Griffin got onto, and that is taking action. As I taught Wednesday night, the word believing is a verb, it's an action word. And so people just believe that God blesses all of his people the same. Well, this is obviously not true. <laughs> you know, in one of his messages, Kenneth Hagin, the one that went to be with the Lord in 2003, said that, that if you want something from God, you got to get over in the deep end. The blessings of God are not in the shallow end. <clears throat> you got to get over in the deep end. Amen? Amen? So think about this. They could have been offended. He says something. He doesn't lay hands on them. He doesn't uh, pray for them. He doesn't anoint them with oil. Think about it. He does not even pray for them. We covered this in the 2018 Holy Week Revival. Faith will work by saying or faith will work by praying, but when you pray, you still have to say. And so Jesus says something. So number one, say it. Say it. Go show yourselves to the priest. So often, 
This is a pattern. This is something we see over and over and over. Not just in the New Testament. We see this over and over and over in the Old Testament. And this is a pattern to miracles is somebody has to do something. Somebody has to respond to the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We hear the Word of God. Now what are we going to do about it? We hear the Word of God. Are we going to take action on it or not? Go show yourselves to the priests. So Jesus told them to do something. Number one, say it. Go show yourselves to the priest. But that didn't make any sense because lepers weren't supposed to show themselves to the priest until after they were healed. But Jesus told, the, told them to go show themselves to the priest while they were still lepers. That didn't make any sense, but we're not walking by sense. I don't know about you, but I mean, there are times to use sense when you're, when you're crossing a road, a busy road, you use sense. I wish people would use some more sense. You've been through a four-way stop lately? Nobody knows the rules. I wish people would walk by sense. But when you need a miracle, sense won't get it done. Or getting a house paid off early. Sense won't get it done. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. He didn't write, for we walk by common sense. We walk by faith and not by sight. Step number one, say it. Go show yourselves to the priest. Step number two, do it. Step number one, say it. Step number two, do it. The lepers did it. Verse 14, when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. This is one of the most important phrases in the entirety of the New Testament, as they went. Shout it out loud five times, as they went. Now, I've done a better job on this with money than on my body, <laughs> but I'm learning. You can teach an old dog new tricks. I'm learning. As they went. In the uh, girl talk, Sue and Jessica and Christina used John 6.36. Jesus said to them, he got irritated. Jesus said to them, you see, but you don't believe. You see, but you don't believe. You see, but you don't believe. And here's what people want. In fact, we have a saying in Texas. I'll believe it when I see it. Our saying ought to be, I'll believe it because God said it. Amen. And then just act like it's so. Now you see this over and over and over and over and over. The healing of the centurion servant. Go. It will be done just as you said. You just have to act like it. Just have to act like it. Our problem is we are addicted to sympathy. You guys have been here so long, I, I, there's no telling how many Sundays I stood up to receive an offering and we weren't making it, we were behind and, and probably a lot of times we weren't even being paid. Did I ever elicit sympathy one time? Sympathy and wanting sympathy is contrary to faith. Because if I want sympathy, if I'm eliciting sympathy, I'm actually non-verbally confessing 
that God has not done what God said God would do. Amen. See, if God, if God says that, that when Paul says, my God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus, I have got, I've got to steal my mind, S-T-E-E-L. I've got to steal my mind that that is my reality. And this stack of bills over here is on its way out the door because the money's coming because the Lord, how can the Lord fail me? He's meeting all of my needs. The money's coming, the money's coming, the money's coming, the money's coming. And I've got to do that exact same thing with my body. But we like sympathy. <laughs> we, spoke, we spoke on a Sunday night before. I think it was the last Sunday night we, we, we preached in the United States before we went to Kenya to be missionaries. And that poor pastor, I felt for him. I didn't judge him. I felt for him. He stood up there, man. He had a stack of bills. I'm telling you, he had a stack of bills. And man, he did a, he did a uh, gut-wrenching offering I mean, he received an offering for us. He did a good job on that. But then he did a church offering, and he was talking about all these unpaid bills. And I understand, I understand the method to it because human beings are emotional creatures. And that's why a lot of advertising is geared to ring your emotional bell. You understand? But I always had the mentality that rather than have your sympathy and your emotional support, I'd rather not have any bills. Amen. Amen. Can you see that? As they went. Shout it again five times. As they went. Now, you may wonder why I'm taking my time right here because this is the key to everything, as they went. You know, when we, we built that building up there at I-30, we were under construction. We started construction August of 1987. The stock market crashed October of 87. That didn't affect anybody. We were pastoring. Nobody had anything. But then later, it affected the economy. We get in that building, second Sunday of March 1988, and man, we weren't making it. But let me tell you when, let me tell you when, let me tell you when the corner turned for Gene and Sue, and that is when we stopped acting like we didn't have enough. Amen. And I know, I know, I know sometimes you bring a guest and they say, well, you know, it's just too much. I don't know what they say. It's just too much. In other words, we, we don't look like we're starving. Uh, we don't look like we're going under. Uh, there's nothing for them to sympathize with. But see, I will not dishonor my Lord by pretending that I'm in need when I'm not. I will not dishonor my Lord by pretending I'm in want when I'm not. Because the word worked. What am I going to do? Apologize for it? The word worked. Amen. 
A young man in the church figured out that all those miles I've walked, I've walked around the equator of the earth two and a half times praying. And here in, a, here in a few weeks, I'll be 68 years old. I don't take any pills. I have no pain in my body, not any pain whatsoever. I have no issues. I love living a drug-free life. Pain-free, amen, hallelujah. But I did that exercising these principles. Because if you walk that many miles, there's wear and tear. And then Satan shows up. Well, we just run him off. And we, learn, we have learned to go by what the word of God has to say and not go by what some part of my body has to say. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. Unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. And here we have seen over and over and over and over, Jesus tells the person or person seeking a miracle to do something. And as they do that something demanded by Jesus, they're healed. And people have trouble with this. It just is amazing to me. Look, if you're here this morning and whatever your issue is, you have trouble with this idea of doing what God said, test him in it. I'd say test him in it. Do, do, pick one thing. Don't do all 10 or 15 at one time. Pick one thing, take action on what God has said, and let God prove it to you. Let God prove it to you. Even as a lifelong student of the Word of God, I'm amazed at how often these four steps were employed or two or three of these steps were employed before miracles in the Bible, not just in the New Testament, also in the Old Testament. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. So just like Peter and Andrew and James and John working all night fishing and catching nothing and Jesus coming along and saying, let down your nets for a catch, this makes no sense. Our job is to say and do what Peter said in Luke 5, Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so, I will let down the nets. We dealt with this in the power lunch yesterday. I will. I don't feel like it, but I will. It doesn't make sense to me, but I will. This, the spreadsheet on my computer doesn't show me how this is going to work, but I will. This is contrary to what the MD told me, but I will. I don't feel like it, but I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act like what God said is so. Amen. Amen. And then I'm going to have it. Amen. Because God has a part to play, but you and I also have a part to play. And our part is the obedience part. Boom, right there. That's why the whole Metroplex isn't here. Probably the only church in the Metroplex where the word obedience will even be uttered on September 10, 2023. God has a part to play. Say it out loud. God has a part to play. And I have a part to play. And my part is the obedience part. If the 10 lepers had not obeyed, they would not have been healed. Is that obvious to everybody? Talk to me. Talk to me, people. Is that obvious to everybody? If the 10 lepers had not obeyed, they would not have been healed. Or if they had said, no, I don't, I, I, that don't make no sense. Or if they said, no, we can't do that. We're on our way to an Antifa protest. 
or if they, if they said, no, we're on our way to block a road for a petroleum protest, or if they had said, uh, you know, uh, we like being lepers because we get, the, we get the double EBT. We're not only unemployed, but we got disability. We like it. Not me. I like being whole. I like being healed. I like being well. I like having my needs met. Hallelujah. So in the same way, it made no sense for Peter and Andrew and James and John to let down their nets for a catch after they had worked hard all night and it caught nothing. Even so, it made no sense for these 10 lepers to go show themselves to the priests while they were still lepers. Say it out loud. It is the truth that I hear and the truth that I apply and the truth that I put into practice that sets me free. So I'm going to say something, and if you're new to the things of God, actually you're, you have an advantage. If you've been in church a while and these words are new to you, you have a disadvantage. But it's true no matter whether it's an advantage to you or a disadvantage, and that is this success in life comes by obedience to God's word. There it is. You know why we don't have trouble with our children? Because we followed the Bible on child rearing. Some of you don't believe in spanking. God bless. Amen. They exercise those little wills. Amen. And you got to outwill them. Amen. We don't have any divorce lawyer bills. We don't have any child custody bills. We don't have any bail bondsman bills. None of us have ever been to drug rehab. Pastor, you're bragging. I'm bragging on the Lord. Let him that boasts, boast in the Lord. I'm bragging on the word of God. If we will just learn to do things God's way, we'll get God's results. Let's, let's bow our heads. I'm out of time. You might be here this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. You've been in church, you've heard the word of God, you've heard the word of God preached, but you have not done what we're teaching this morning. You haven't taken action. And made Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of your life individually and personally. Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. He said in Revelation 3, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. So I want to give an opportunity this morning for you to make a decision for Jesus, to be saved, to be born again, to give your life to God, <clears throat> to be forgiven of your sins, and to walk with God from this day to your last day. How many this morning would say, Pastor, I've never done that, but I want to do that this morning. Pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to God. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up. Lift it up high enough to where I can see it. There may be others. Have somebody back here. Thank you so much. There may be others here this morning. You're away from God. You're not living for God like you used to, like you once did. You told God that you loved him, that you'd live for him, and you meant it when you prayed it. But over the passing of time, you've gone back to the old habits, the old friends, the old lifestyle. Maybe you're like one of those people we mentioned before the message, and you haven't been in church enough to be watered, and your life has gone brown. It's not flourishing. It's not growing. It's not bearing fruit. 
The word of God says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many this morning would say, Pastor, that's me, I'm away from God. I wanna make it right though. I wanna recommit my life to God. I wanna live for God from this day to my last day. Because the word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many would say, Pastor, that's me. Pray for me. I want to recommit my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to make it right. Everybody in the room, thank you so much. Stand up. If you raised your hand for either invitation, I want you to be bold about it. Gather up your belongings. I, I don't want your mind on your stuff. Gather up your belongings. Step boldly into the aisle and join me here at the front. We're going to pray. Now listen, we need to be bold in 2023 because the world is bold about their evil. The world is bold. They're in your face about their evil. So whatever we do for the Lord, we need to be bold for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So if you raised your hand for either invitation, gather up, your, gather up your belongings, join me at the front. And maybe you didn't raise your hand, but the Spirit of God is calling you, drawing you, wooing you. Then make your way to the front. We're going to pray. For the sake of those who are watching online, let's everybody pray the prayer out loud. Thank you, Father God, for the gift of Jesus. Here we go. Come on, darling. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray this out loud together with everybody. Thank you, Father God, for the gift of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. You have not left me to my own devices. But I need you. I need Jesus. I confess that in times gone by, I've gone my own way. I've lived for self. But today I turn my life around and I give my life to you. Father God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart you raised Jesus from the dead. And I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. And I thank you for not rejecting me, but for receiving me unto yourself. It's in your family. And it's in, and into your family. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Amen. If you'd go with Mr. Jeff Hughes, we'll get you right back in the service as quick as we can. Let's give God thanksgiving for her. Amen. Amen, 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 amen.